What up, what up? It's another week of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We got a fun one for you tonight, folks. We're ready to talk about the greatest factions and stables in wrestling history. Um, We haven't done one of our all-time favorites in a while, and I thought, hey, what better night to do it after seeing such a great new stable established on AEW Dynamite just this last Wednesday night. Um, And the reason I call it a stable is, um, I guess a stable is a culmination of wrestlers, but it needs a manager. And a faction is just a culmination of wrestlers. And that's what separates the two. But before we get into all that good stuff, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, let's talk to my guy, someone who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? North-south position. 69 me, Don. 69 me. You saved me. (laughs) Holy cow. That was a great line. (laughs) That was a good one. Could you tell the folks at home what it's all about? Yeah, that is how AEW made chicken salad out of chicken shit. They uh, (laughs) took the... uh, you know, dud of an explosion at the pay-per-view, the ring that did not blow up, and they turned it in, like, they, they hit it out of the park, like, redeeming the whole thing by making it one big Don Callis and uh, Kenny Omega joke uh, that made that was designed to make Eddie Kingston and uh, Moxley look bad. It was perfectly done. Right. Well, and also, I, I did kind of get it right about post-traumatic stress disorder with mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston. He said the last time he felt that type of trauma was in the jail cell, looking at other you know inmates, and he's fearing for his life. But I thought, keep it in the streets, Eddie, because I didn't want to profile him as a criminal. You, uh, you down- Yeah, you get credit for that. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Let's go down to Bayview real quick, talk to someone who keeps it freshly squeezed, Mr. Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? No chance. That's what you got. (laughs) Pretty good. I love that. Mr. McMahon. I love it. If only I could somehow do an audio version of the walk down to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all playing in our minds. That's true. Awesome. He lives in all of our heads. (laughs) Taking up some uh, more of our headspace here. Oh, it's Charlie Michael. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. I don't think we've yeah. done that one. I, I feel like Charlie does that one most weeks, actually. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was, I thought I was doing Hey, it's a classic. One. Hey, you know, at some point, we're going to run out of, like, being able to do it. I can't yeah. keep track of which ones I've done. <laughs> okay, I'll you. What you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? There you go. Yes. Well, you know, once we reach a thousand listeners, it really doesn't matter. So it's going to stay fresh for all of our growing Thanks audience. Gosh. So they'll just love hearing that, hearing me do it anyway. Oh, big time. Big time, boys. 
Oh, well, yeah. speaking of big time, something big happened on AEW. As I mentioned uh, before we did our intros here, the inner circle did disband as we were thinking, but maybe not in this way. Big uh, there was there was a little uh, face off between Jericho and MJF. They were going to do a double swerve. MJF was trying to get Santana and Ortiz and Hagar on his side to turn on Jericho. They get in the ring. What does Jericho do? He says, hey, boys, come over back to my side, and we're going to do the double switcheroo on MJF, which is pretty cool. I love a good double swerve. I mean, that's just wrestling right there. Textbook 101. I mean, it's old school uh, for Jericho. It checks all the boxes with AEW, but we didn't see this coming, I don't think. There, Steve did mention, I think, in a group text that the four horsemen were kind of getting back together. Lights go out, and Sean Spears, FTR, Wardlow, beating the piss out of the inner circle, and there is a new stable in town, boys. In a promotion that is full of factions and stables, could this one be the biggest one? The new four horsemen, Wardlow, Sean Spears, FTR with Tully Blanchard, and MJF at the helm. I think this is going to be really exciting. What were your reactions, boys? This was, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. This to me was some of the best pro wrestling TV I've seen in a long time. Like it had a total late nineties feel to it. Mm -hmm. The emotion, the twists, and I totally bought every bit of it. And I think everybody did too. Um, I wanted to give my totally unbiased opinion on this podcast, but I couldn't help myself. I had to listen to some other podcasts to see how they were reacting to this as well. And my go-to favorite podcast, besides this one, of course, the What Culture podcast, uh, they talked a little bit about this swerve and pointed out a couple interesting things. Like, I, I can't remember the specific details offhand, but there were other hints dropped earlier in the show and in past weeks, some of which had to do with Hangman Page. Um, and just obvious things that were right in front of us the whole time, which we never really? caught. I'll have to go back and pull together a list and maybe I'll put it up on our Instagram, but it just goes to show how amazing the booking, the storytelling and the forethought that goes into some of these storylines is in AEW. Um, you know, Mike, you asked the question, is this really the biggest faction in AEW? Uh, I, I think the answer is yes. And I can explain why in one word. And that one word is Wardlow. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I am excited. This is what it needs. I love the makeup of this um, faction too. Um, you know, the, Sean Spears needed something, but mm -hmm. he is looking huge and ripped, but he just didn't know where he fit. FTR, roughneck brawlers. They got Tully Blanchard, an original four horsemen. Then you got young green uh, Wardlow. That's like strapping them with a rocket on his back, shooting them to the top. This is what all great factions and stables do. Lots of times they have a young talent that they bring up. And there's one um, one that I'll get to when we get down to our greatest of list that it worked out pretty successfully. And now he's the most popular man basically on the planet. But um, Charlie, did you get the chance to see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched it um, like either that night or the next day. It was, yeah, I thought it was a good, it was a good move. Nice little swerve. Um, I wish I, you guys kind of told me, I wish I would have watched it without knowing what was, what was happening, but it was a good move. Um, be interesting to see now um, where they go with it going forward, how, what they, how they kind of position themselves. 
Right. I think it's a strong faction. You know, you did ask for it though. You're like, tell yeah, me. And Matt yeah, was actually like, no. So, yeah. so sorry. Yeah, sorry. It lost a little bit of the heat. Well, I, I went and looked on one of the <laughs> Facebook pages to see what, what, what went, what went down. I couldn't wait. Gotcha. That's cool, man. Steve. Oh, I thought it was great. I, um, I'm sitting there, you know, watching it as it unfolded. And then it seemed, you know, when Sammy Guevara comes running out, I'm like, Okay, they're kind of they're they're dispensing with any surprises and just being kind of over the top with this. Like it's so obvious, but then they pull that swerve, and it's just it was so great. I mean, even as like as as MJF was groveling, then I'm like, oh, I think I think I even said out loud to my wife. I think I said I think something's gonna happen. Like there's a swerve. <laughs> this is too and then, easy. Sure yeah. Enough, yeah, it was like too easy, and yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah it's so great. I just think I I love everything about it. I think that. Uh, and how, how you know you took the inner circle and instantly made them faces, which is no easy feat. And yep, right. um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good uh, promos, a lot of good wrestling. Um, some friends of mine were lamenting that uh, Sean Spears is part of it. They kind of view him as unimpressive, but it's like, okay, is he? Is you know, is he up? Is yeah? And I think also guys like him serve a purpose. Okay, I mean, I I, I think he's legitimately good, but. You also, I mean, they're not going to win every single, like, he's the guy on the team that can absorb a couple losses here and there, you know, like, like, yeah. like, so it's he's like, like the Mongo McMichael. Of the <laughs> wow, that's horsemen. a little harsh. But, but... no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you can't have everybody on there, like an A player that's going to like, um, like win every time. And I think he, you know, when, uh, when they need to get a knock to peg down, he might be the one to eat the loss and it'll be fine. Yeah, or this is just um, just what the guy needs to like for us to really take notice because there really isn't anything that Sean Spears does that makes me think he's a poor wrestler. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's got given like the opportunity or the story because I don't know he is just kind of hard like where he fits. So again, AEW is just loaded with groups, factions, stables. I mean, it's, it's strength in numbers in this promotion. So, I mean, I'm happy that Wardlow and MJF are sticking together, plus teaming up with a great team like FTR. I'm excited about it, big yeah. time. But um, hopefully, strength hopefully in numbers. FTR to the next level. Again, uh, mm-hmm. get some, some good rivalries with them. And um, uh, what are the Puerto Rican dudes? Proud and the powerful, powerful, powerful. Yep. So that'd be you know some. Good do they even call him that anymore, or do they just call him Santana and Ortiz? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just Santana and Ortiz. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Steve, I believe, I believe it's pronounced Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> if you're Justin Rock. Yeah, classic. Uh, one other thing I do want to mention, just real quickly. Uh, you know, you mentioned the strength of this faction. Uh, speaking of strength, I think one of my favorite spots of this whole double twist segment was. At the very end, when MJF's new faction, who is still to be named, which we'll probably find out this week on Dynamite, what they're officially going to call themselves. The new four horsemen. It, it's got to be. Or the new seven horsemen or however. The problem, is there's, yeah, the problem is there's five active wrestlers on the team. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but but I think my favorite moment was uh, at the very end when they're on the stage and Wardlow goes to powerbomb Chris Jericho off the stage through the tables. And you could tell Jericho wasn't quite ready for that spot. Like there, <laughs> it seemed a little fumbled at first, but Wardlow is just so jacked. He did not care. He was just able to throw Chris Jericho up on his shoulders like no problem and totally save. Oh, yeah. Spot. It just goes to show like how jacked and just 
competent that guy is. He um, and I I noticed like you know he's I, I've always liked Wardlow too, like uh, like like we all do, but uh, he seemed particularly inspired. Like you could tell he was into it because he had an yep. extra like spring in his step the whole like the whole segment. I agree, and especially when they all posed on the runway and they were doing that little flex. I mean, they their confidence was just booming. You could night. see Wardlow's traps from the front. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, it's boys. gonna be fun. Okay. Yep. And speaking of fun, uh, there's been a lot of fun factions and stables over the course of history and wrestling. It's just kind of what what makes wrestling really great and what really gravitates you uh to these wrestlers because the more they are of them the more creative you can be uh the better story they can build together if one guy doesn't you know talk real well pair him up with somebody that does and one that comes to mind is like the fabulous freebirds um michael hayes probably does it better than anybody else when it came to the talking. They were the ones that came out to the music early on. Steve, oh, yeah. I probably one of the very stole first. this one off your, yeah, I probably you, you stole did. this one off your plate. Um, no, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. This was off. This one was on my list, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought them up. Yeah. You got to mention them. I mean, they were the ones that started the music, getting the crowd riled up. I mean, they were, they were like, um, they were like the Rolling Stones of wrestling in the South, basically. Oh my God! Probably one of the most like in that era, one of the most despised factions. Like because yep, right. you had the the ultra baby face Von Erich family in their native state, and then you got these outsiders from the you know like Atlanta mm-hmm. and all that that were just a bunch of assholes. And yeah, I mean it was just fire. I mean, just one of the greatest feuds of all time. Did you guys? Um... I mean, we they were a little before me and Matt's time, but how what were your guys' feeling between the Von Eriks and the Fabulous Freebirds? Like, what was that like for you guys? Because you were younger, that you were like probably ripe in like the like the glory days of that. Do you remember any of that when you were younger? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. It was. I mean, I didn't see it all because obviously it was regional then, but I True. saw parts mm-hmm. of it. Um, but it was it was a great. I mean, it was a great feud. That if you watch it, I'm sure you can see what it on there? YouTube. The crowds, I mean, the crowds, oh my, huge crowds. They're so different. Right. I mean, people were just because people love the Von Erics down there. And they, right. You know, there was still at that time people, there was kayfabe, dude. And so they, they mm. loved it, you know. I tell you one, I mean, you know, factions, but one of the biggest things, I mean, like you can see, if you want to see real heat, was when, um, was it, was it Ted DiBiase who blinded the junkyard dog in Mid South? Mm. I think so. Yeah. 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 And it, it was, uh, people were sending, you know, if you, I'm sure you guys heard the stories that people were sending money to junkyard dog. Cause they thought he was going to be out of work. And That's all. right. That's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So you get that hot Southern Texas crowd, man. It was, it was just good feuds. I mean, Bon Eric, I mean, not a Bon Eric, but you know, they, um, they, they, they worked, you know, they worked the whole mid, the whole mid South Southern up to the East yep. coast, you know, North Carolina territory. You know, at different times, just, just, uh, just, just going crazy, man. You know, and, you, you know, know that's that when, uh, music and the magic, mm-hmm. the magic of a, of a faction like that is, I mean, by his own admission, Michael Hayes will say like, he was like probably the worst worker out of all of oh, them, yeah, he said it was horrible, but he right? was so, his personality was so over the top and he was such yep. an awesome heel that yep. nobody remembers yep. that. They just remember, you know, he's a yep. legend, but he, yep. but he, he didn't he, do much in the ring. Yeah. He just, he would, he would take the heat. He'd get beat up, bounce around. Yeah. He would talk to, yeah, they had a perfect faction. 
they he would talk to shit. Gordy would back it up with the big man. And then uh, was yeah. it Robert? Buddy Roberts. Buddy, Buddy Roberts. Roberts was like the worker. Yeah, the worker mm-hmm. and, and the guy, and he was little or smaller than those guys. And he was a guy that like the the fans thought they could kick his ass kind of thing. So it yeah. was like <laughs> it was just per it was just a great touch. and and in later years they they had a Jimmy Garvin who I, I always liked Jimmy Garvin. Oh, he was I like Jimmy gorgeous. Garvin. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And uh yep. he kind of matched Hayes with being the, the shit talker. And uh oh, yeah. yeah, there's yep. yeah. It was nice that when they were put in the WWE Hall of Fame, at least two of them were still alive. Hayes yeah. and Garvin. I was they happy partied, that they, they partied hard. Oh yeah, which, I mean, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, when I heard oh, the Von Erichs, like women would be making out with them, like on the oh way my down God. the ring oh, yeah, when they, they would yeah. face the Freebirds. I mean, they own that town. Who? What was their dad's name? Fritz. Fritz. Yeah. Fritz Von Erich. I guess he was like, you know the. Who's the legendary Alabama football coach? The Bear. Bear Bryant. Bear. Yeah, 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 it was. Like, yeah, exactly. A base. Yeah, a regional like, legend like Vern Gagne yeah. was mm-hmm. to the AWA, oh, yeah. just around yeah. forever and just beloved. Yeah, I, I just wish I was like it. Just would have been so. That would be you know like how you have concert regret. Like man, if I was alive to see Jimi Hendrix or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I honestly wish I was oh, alive boy. to see a Von Eric. Versus Fabulous Freebirds in their prime. Oh my god! I just think that would just yeah. be the greatest thing ever. Oh, if you, if you, you just go back, just—I mean, it's just—it's just insane. Just go back and watch those shows. You watch the match, but the best is just watching, looking at the crowd. Yes, because they just yeah. believe it, dude. It's just yeah, so crazy that's when, how hyped up they are, dude. Yeah, that's when it's like this is a draw. Like that's the difference yep. between like. WWE now and gate sales be like okay we we sold these tickets and then here's the gate I mean people would line up for these people I heard oh, every yeah. <laughs> every week I don't remember sell it out I don't remember if it was the Freebirds or like some other heel team like one of Coronet's guys or something but I remember them one of them telling a story about how you know just about the different era and how fans were super into it and believed it but I remember one of them telling a story that there was this little old lady and she basically like yes. loaded her purse with shit like like yeah. so that she could hit the wrestler when they went yeah. by yeah <laughs> I thought I thought that was Jerry the King Lawler or like was, didn't somebody right. get stabbed it, well, that oh yeah, they'd have yeah, to. There was a constant fear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but you're right, Steve. Too. I knew there was like some little old lady that like went to a wrestling show because she saw it live on her TV and she got so angry she wanted to go down there and like fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah, and, they, it, yeah. and Linda McMahon had to pay for it. <laughs> there, are you happy? <laughs> Shout out to well, our that was buddy, some good Greg the Hammer Valentine, friend of the channel. Yeah. Hey Hammer, thanks for listening, bud. Well, that was fun talking about uh the birds and the Von Erics. Uh you can't Matt, talk you factions without the birds. Of course. What do you got for us, Matt? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, so since we're in the 80s right now, roughly I would say, um, I'm gonna move us a little bit into the later 80s and <laughs> good old WWF. Um you guys probably remember the Legion of Doom. Um, this is not them. Uh, so <laughs> the pick that I'm going to go with is Demolition, uh, which was in their later years, which was 1990, made up of three members, uh, fondly named Axe, Smash, and Crush. Growing up, I remember this was my favorite tag team. And I don't know why. I think it's because, so at heart, like in real life, I'm a big fan of heavy metal. And I think at the time, the look, the music, everything about these guys just screamed that. Um, in hindsight, it kind of screamed some other things too, but those were really the big ones. So 
Um, did um did they start in Japan? Does anybody know? Did I read that? They didn't hear start. That well, well, um, uh, Axe was a big. I mean, he was all over the world. He was what the masked uh, sat. Uh, no, crap. I can't. The he repo was some, man. No, that was. Oh, yeah, he was. That's repo. the other guy. No, Axe was the older guy, and he he was a masked <laughs> wrestler, like a big name for a long time, okay. and that might have spilled okay. over in um into the uh, in Japan. Um. He was, the masked, he I, was the masked superstar. Gotcha. Anyway. So I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to see if we could get it, the timeline of when these guys, because I remember them very fondly too. I mean, they were, they were, I mean, they were interesting. I mean, uh, not a lot of guys were wearing face paint plus uh, leather. Um, Bondage outfits. Bond, yeah, I, yeah. Thanks for saying it, Steve. I didn't know if I wanted to go there or not tonight, <laughs> but um you know, they're big, big men in bondage outfits, too. There was oh. nothing small about these dudes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they tore it up. I was a huge Demolition fan, too. That's a good... Yeah, they... Um, you know, the, the, the naysayers, like, said they were just a Road Warrior rip-offs, which uh, the Bruce Pritchards of the world and that deny vehemently. And I don't know if they were or weren't, but if they started off that way, they certainly came into their own because they were just badass. And I just, like, my good friend of mine and I, they were like our favorite team for years and just the music and everything. Um, yeah, they were awesome. Totally. They, um, well, so a couple things, but before we started talking about these guys, I did do some quick Googling. So just some quick facts. They debuted in WWF in 1987. Um, and okay. supposedly in 1990, I think it was, I think it was Axe or Smash. I can't remember which one was having some health issues. It may be Axe time is x um okay so they brought in crush as just sort of a fill-in to defend the tag team titles with smash in 1990 um but it ended up going over so well that they sort of just kept all three guys together almost like iron maiden or almost like a new day but like a really like snm version of the new day i guess (laughs) yeah wasn't mr fuji with them too he started off with them until he yeah, betrayed yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, their manager, okay. and then he and then he turned on him and managed the powers of pain, and then Demolition turned face. Oh, very yeah. good, very good. I actually boys. watched a match with Demolition the other night, um, and it's crazy to watch it because the crowd is going insane for some of the most basic wrestling moves you can imagine, like a simple <laughs> axe handle off the top rope where they're barely <laughs> making an effort to jump down. You'd think the guy just did like a Spanish fly or something. So, right. Did you guys? Did you know you brought up Axe having health problems? You remember the story of that? Uh, like, I he, don't. He I'm was, gonna look quick. He, well, I could tell you because I know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> then do tell. Yeah, he, uh, he was old, you know, older. So, but he, but he was having what they thought were heart problems. So they were gonna kind of phase him out. But it turned out it was some crazy like reaction to like shellfish when he was in Japan that kind of oh, built wow. up over wow. time. Hmm. so it was not like a heart problem it was like this shellfish thing that looked like shrimp or something but uh yeah That's but uh, it was just weird yeah but then and then he came back uh and funny enough they they think they're still re- or they were still wrestling as of like five ten years ago i think it was in 2017 at least according to wikipedia that they called it quits officially oh yeah, let's pray Christy, for the you best were, you were pretty close yeah yeah they had they held it i know they held the David Hero's G GLCW titles for years. <laughs> yeah. Nice. As a matter of fact, Charlie, I think I don't know if I saw them as part of GLCW, but I remember when I was in college, uh, for whatever reason, pro wrestling came my freshman year. And I remember Axe was there 
was one of the guys wrestling. Like he wasn't yeah. with Smash or any of the members of Demolition, but he was there in singles competition. It was really interesting to see just because I had been such a huge fan of Demolition growing up. But yeah, age had definitely caught oh, up yeah. at the time. He didn't look the same, I'm sure. No, that is similar, but not quite how I remembered. <laughs> And shout out to the Repo Man. That was one of my favorite guys because you know me, I didn't have cable, so I had to watch a lot of superstars. And superstars yeah. was full of just, you know, the bottom of the barrel and all the characters and the promos. And he was just so funny, like, ha, 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 I'm going to steal your car after I beat the shit out of you. Ha. You know, Such like, a far he was cry just, from Smash. Oh, I know. It, I was like, who the hell is this guy? It would have been interesting to see Repo Man versus the Shockmaster. Oh my god! Complete well, track of a match. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Smash went to WCW for a while, where he played the Black Top Bully. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I totally remember that. Well, he was just he, I I mentioned to you guys the the Dusty or when uh, Dustin. Dustin Rhodes was Dustin Rhodes was on the flat top trailer haystack match they were on a freaking semi like a going. moving set truck yeah yeah that was, was him it went on for like 25 minutes and i think i, like, I think oh, he got fired from that because he like they bladed and they weren't supposed to or something like oh, some, shit. there was something they did in that match they weren't supposed to and they were told not to do and i think that's they got blood got on fired. the hay <laughs> yeah they got blood on the hay and they had to return it you, you can never say never in wrestling but people are always like how oh, are they not in the hall of fame well because they were there was a class action lawsuit they were part of and anybody associated with that ongoing lawsuit has pretty much not been put in the hall of fame so oh, was it the brain damage one yeah okay. and they were part of that so i mean maybe time will heal all wounds but but that's why they i mean why you're not going to put somebody in the hall of fame who's suing you <laughs> yeah i know hopefully they forget because demolition oh. needs to be in there Oh, I thought that was a joke about like great it, it was. <laughs> it was okay. Wow. Anywho, Charlie, do we got something for us? No, uh, nothing. Nothing yet. Nothing corner yet. What? We got a Lastly versus Sheamus match, but oh, that's a well, good match. In, in that case, I guess we can take a quick intermission because <laughs> no time for Charlie's corner. Charlie, it's Monday. It's raw. What's happening? I can't really tell. I know we got a Sheamus versus Lashley match. I'm not sure it's for the title. Um, what's the what's the Scottish dude's name? He's sitting ringside watching. McIntyre. Yeah, with his kilt on. So mm. I'm not sure where they're going with this because I saw something. Did they already announced Lashley versus. I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah Lashley true. and McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah. But the question is, will they do a triple threat with Sheamus or not? Mm. Before I saw it was just those two, but you never know. I think there's rumors that they're going to do card subject to change. Yeah, well, that's WWE's never-ending story. Yes. And with that, this has been Charlie's Corner. But you know what? I I wonder though. um, What makes it interesting? Will they take that title off of Lashley that fast? That would be lame. I think Lashley deserves to run with it. Yeah, I know. So do I, but. Yeah, I feel like they should leave it on him because, I mean, Drew's been champ for almost a year. Yeah. And he's pretty much done it all. So, yeah, I know. It's time to change it up a little it's, bit. Yeah. Lashley's not a young man. It's it's his time. Yeah. He's like 40, 43 or something. 43, yeah. 44. Yeah. He looks like a million bucks. I'll tell the you. body of a 20 year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Carly, do you have a favorite faction you want to bring up for us tonight? Uh, um, it's it's a it's a hard call on favorite faction for me. Um, the one that probably got me, the one that probably the the one that got me back into wrestling on my last run here that did it that kept me going, probably NWO. I mean, I mm-hmm. I love that. I love that faction. Um, if I had to go all time best that that did it uh the horseman man which ones yeah which the which original team? i would i would go with our I, well the original horsemen were awesome but i'd go with Arn tully um and perry went and windham that's the ones that made it into the hall of fame yep yeah that's, that, yeah, that's probably windham. that's probably that's probably the one but i like the original too but the one where they probably did the most work was with with um was with um that that crew second second greatest horseman crew is um Steve McMichael, yeah. <laughs> Mongo Jesus, Mongo Mondays. Shout yep. out to WrestleBotch, our favorite uh, Instagram follow. Well, Mongo yeah. Mondays so, are awesome. So I, mean, I feel like you guys bring up this guy quite a bit, and I honestly have just kind of laughed along and in the back of my mind been like, who the hell is this guy? Wow, whatever. What? So. Today, no joke, like hours ago, I was just cruising through Instagram, killing a few minutes, and yeah. I did see a wrestle botch <laughs> yeah. of this guy wrestling. Oh. Mike, you and I, who have not been trained, could put on a WrestleMania quality yeah. to this guy. Now it's listen, amazing. he should gonna wrestle. He shouldn't have been in the in the ring, dude. They, no. just, yeah. I mean. Flair gives him credit in that he, he you know, personality-wise. Oh, yeah, he was a he totally horseman. matched. Yep. But unfortunately, in the ring, he was just dreadful, and he never oh, got yeah. better. The sad thing was, too, he was in, like, the best of times when WCW was so strong. I mean, you had Benoit. You had yep. Flair in his prime. You had Malenko, all those guys. Malenko, yep. everybody that was just so technically strong. Guerrero, Mysterio. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. The dude Alex was Shelley. just, oh my god! He, I mean, WrestleBotch, Mongo Mondays. Just follow the hashtag. You'll thank me later. Yeah, but sure. no NWO yeah. too, uh, Charlie. You I, brought I'd up. Probably, the, in, I mean, probably NWO for like that's why I'm still watching wrestling to to this mm-hmm. day. Was that NW that NWO that NWO angle because that got me in the back into wrestling. It got me yep. watching Raw when it, you know, when they became the Attitude Era. It was just, it was just, yep. The what is what they call the golden? I don't know if it's silver or golden, but it was a great age of wrestling right then. Yeah, totally oh, agree. Big time. Well, it pushed WWF to match the ratings for WCW because everybody was just so tuned in. Because, I mean, I was what I think in like sixth grade when that was happening. So when they said. We're taking over, brother. I was like, wow, Hulk Hogan, old Razor Moon, and old Diesel are literally taking over the show. Like, yeah, I because it was big time. Yeah, it was. I kind of bought it too. And even though I was older, I'm kind of like, what's going It was so mm-hmm. good. You well, couldn't figure out well, what's when they, really going on. You knew, you knew that they were, that you, they weren't just going to run on the show, but they did it so, so yeah. well that you didn't know what was going on, kind of. Mm-hmm. And kind, of explain, kind of calling out WCW is like old and southern. I mean, they were actually yep. using the rips on them like that yep. you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect, like in house. Well, 
and they would change like the um, color of the TV. If you're watching at home, it would yeah. turn to black and white. They would come out with the so awesome. They would use the spray paint on the belts, deface yeah. the belts. I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy! And then they would just run roughshod over anybody that got in the way, and they did not give a fuck. And yeah. everybody and their mom had an NWO T-shirt at that oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was as popular it's as a, a Bullet Club T-shirt at that all in show that we saw. Yeah, oh yeah, you go to almost any show, you'll see an NWO shirt. Yeah, yeah. for real. There's a reason why when I, uh, I mean, I never got when you know I was in early college when the um, NWO was going, and I was um, I didn't have money, but um, there's a reason why when WW when I joined the WWE Network day one. And then for everybody that joined day one and that was still a member a year later, they gave you a $25 gift card to the shop. First thing I bought was NWO material. I bought a hoodie. I still got it. For life, brother. Yeah, for life. Love it, dude. That's a good purchase. Not to shift gears on you guys, but Charlie, before you mentioned the NWO, or it may have been after, you mentioned the Four Horsemen. Yep. Um, So, you know, I've heard a lot about them just based on watching AEW, us talking about wrestling all the time. I guess if I wanted to go back and kind of get a handle on what was their best stuff. Dusty um, Rhodes feud. Yeah. Okay. Go watch the Dusty Rhodes That's feud. the best one. And then there's dude, the other the ones. Best, like, mm-hmm. they, like, look, broke his arm it looked like real, dude. They broke his arm. They shit. broke his arm in a car <laughs> door. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, fucking man. great, dude. And then another, you know, yeah. that's the best. I mean, the feud with Dusty and then by proxy, like Magnum TA and the Road Warriors. Yeah. Those are some another, of the best stuff. Yeah. The War Games matches yeah. involving the Horsemen. But uh, another good one, too, is when... Um, they duped Sting into like joining, like like or like there was a breakup yep. thing, and oh, like, yeah. they like flip, and then it was all it was it was a, the whole time it was a swerve, and then when the big yep. moment they all turned on him and kicked his ass, and it was it was so yep. great. Another another nice. great promo, uh, another like secondary feud that was good was um Flair and uh, Ricky Morton when they were taking on the rock. Yeah. He cut a promo about women that he gets a little. That he gets that Flair gets some women and Ricky gets the little girls and all this stuff and it was yeah it's just great dude. Or, just um, if you want to oh, see yeah. if you want to see like like an all time yeah. great match to uh, Matt um, Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA it was that I quit match yeah it was right. like one of the all time greats yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tully Tully was so damn good. And he's apparently still is because we saw yep. him a couple weeks ago. It's, it's but yeah, if you, if you want to see Prime Horseman, go back and look at the yeah. Dusty Rhodes uh, uh, feud. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. that nice. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you I got think, me fired th- up, boys. I think that's when, I mean, I think it's, you know, obviously it's a classic feud, but I think that's the promo where he cut the, the hard times promo mm-hmm. line. Because right. he broke his arm and he was like out of out of work and stuff trying to put him oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's based on that, it's one of the greatest feuds of. If we, sense. if we put yep. Mongo up as the worst horseman, do you know who's probably the second one that, I mean, well, maybe you younger guys don't even remember him, but do you remember that Paul Roma was a horseman? Yeah, that was bad. That's when, it, that's when things were falling apart. So yeah. For yep. those that don't know, Paul Roma yep. was in the WWF for a number of years with Jim Powers as the Young Stallions, yeah. and then oh. Paul Roma formed a team. I actually loved the tag team, but they were pretty he, good. he turned heel and he he teamed with Hercules as the Power and Glory. Yeah, they were good, which was actually. a fun yeah. team. Yeah. And then he went over to WCW and they way shotgunned him way too high, and they put yeah. him on a Horseman. And everybody's like, "What the hell? This guy's not worthy of the Horseman." 
Awesome. And then he had That's a team boys. with uh, with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff as Pretty Wonderful, and I think they actually <laughs> won the titles. Uh, but that's a diversion. Nice. It's like pretty Peter Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the exactly. Golden Lovers. The Golden Lovers, yeah. So um, you know, you guys took all the, the obvious ones, but uh yeah. there's a team, there's an honorable mention one that I had to make sure I bring up. I think it's from the maybe the early mid-90s, but like really a pretty freaking awesome stable. Do you remember the Dangerous Alliance in oh, WCW? Yeah, Paul, Paul Heyman. And it was, I mean, let me read to you the members of this team. Yeah, I mean, it's all team. it's all Hall of Famers, oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, Medusa, Michael Hayes, Rick Rude, Steve Austin. Yeah, I was like, Austin, it wasn't was Pillman wasn't in it. I knew Pillman Austin. wasn't in it, but Steve okay. Austin, the future Stone Cold was in it. And they were yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a pretty that. damn good team. And yes, they, yeah, yeah. I'll tell, you, was, I'll tell you another faction that was good that uh, a lot of people don't know about. This is another odd one. Um, uh, was it the, uh, I don't know what they call them, but it was basically the Dudley Boys faction and um, and um, an EC in the original ECW. I think they were the, the they, they were the Dudley Boys, but they had a whole faction of uh, yeah, there was guys with Joe Gertner. Dude, if you go back and look at some of Bubba Ray's and uh, Devon's promos, to the crowd, cussing them out, daring people to get in the ring. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. hard. It's they hard. Were, core, they would, dude. It's yeah, hard they would. Core. There was no censorship on those. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there was little kids ringside and they were. Yeah, yeah Google that. Google one of those promos, Mike or Matt. Yeah. You'll, uh, you'll see some uh, You'll see some heat. I'll tell you one right. more. I'm, I'm monopolizing it. Another good. One of my favorite factions of all time. I bought their T-shirt. Was an ECW was FBI full blooded Italian. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, only one guy was Italian. It was just the <laughs> most hilarious yeah. gimmick as of all as hilarious. And the BWO too. I got the BWO blue blue world order. I got that. Yep. I got those T shirts. But yeah, I had some of the funniest, I'm, most entertaining factions came out of uh, ECW to me. This is so much Big stuff. Time. So I've been yeah. taking notes on the podcast as I do while we record these, but I'm also I have a side list going of things I need to go back and watch too. You'll yeah. enjoy them. You'll enjoy them. They're good. For sure. The full blooded Italians were so fun. I actually remember it'd be like yeah, Tracy yeah, Smothers do... with the Southern Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're all Southerner walking around. <laughs> you know, Slick back hair. Oh, I wish I wish I would. I don't know. I wish I wouldn't have thrown that T-shirt away because it was it was the best. People would look at me like you're not full blooded Italian, but it was like a wrestling. I'd wear it around. It was just the best T-shirt, dude. FBI with the red. Yeah, uh, was it the red, green, and white? That's the flag colors. Yep. That was so good. And you cannot find a replica of that T-shirt anywhere. And I tried off and on for the last ten years to try to find that. T-shirt. Wow. Honestly, yeah. dude, I, I remember the morning that we talked about them on the coffee cart. I remember yep. you brought it up and I was like, did you check eBay? And we're like looking together, you, like while we're drinking yeah. coffee. Trying you think to find someone one had things. one, like a use, like medium or small somewhere. They were wanting mm. big money. I'm like, I can never wear it. though. it'd be nice to have, but I wanted to right. I can wear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you won't see those factions ever again doing it like the way they did in ECW. Yeah. But, um. Another faction 
that you'll never see ever again. And probably one of my favorites of all time is the nation of domination Yeah, uh, in the attitude era. They were unbelievable. I mean, so Ron Simmons, what a guy legend this, because what they tried to do with him in the WWF was so dumb when they made him be Farouk. With yep. just uh, the silver Wasn't it like an, Yeah, yeah, it was almost like a gladiator, gladiator thing. Kind of it was so yeah, weird. Yeah, he looked yeah. like a freaking extra in a in a in a Roman movie in fucking Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Yep. Shout out Russell Crowe for listening. Thanks, um, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Um, they they needed to do something with Farouk because he is an all time legend, the first African American champ. I mean, mad respect to Ron Simmons but he was the perfect guy to lead this faction. They kind of played on the Black Panther oh, movement. Yeah, the, They're wearing like yeah. the Africa Bombada gear, the the color, the Zulu Nation yeah. colors. They had the muscle with Mark Henry. They had, you know, the street rug, uh, like like ruggish and thuggish of Kama, yeah. uh, formerly Papa Shango, uh, later on. The Godfather. Uh, yeah. The Godfather. Oh, and um then they have D'Lo. Yeah, D'Lo. They had D'Lo yeah, Brown, yeah. which is yeah. why I loved him so much because oh, yeah. because of his, his neck movements and he would just he move head, it around. Yeah. I would imitate him wiggling my shoulders when I would be like he's great uh, yeah. wrestling with my friends. He was so funny. Yeah. And then guess who they brought in? When the that was Brian. That was Rocky great. Maya Villa. When they had when they had heat, dude, it was because oh, what is the promo? He did a thing when Rocket when the Rocket fight started taking over. He gave I can't remember what he I think the Rock, you know, when that's when the Rocks just started getting cocky. He gave Farouk yep. a gift. And I think it I think he gave everybody great gifts and he gave like Farouk like a picture of him or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he, it was just I, hilarious. I totally dude. forgot about that bit. Yeah, he so gave him Rolexes or something. The yeah. A fifteen thousand dollar Rolex. Yeah, yeah, Rolex. And then yeah, he yeah, gives Farouk, yeah, a picture of the rock. Yeah, dude, it, it was, was so, so good. That, great. When he well, when he when he took over and started kicking Farouk out, that was one of the best angles, dude. It was so well, good. Like, like so I mentioned good. in the beginning of the show, this is what launched The Rock to turn oh, totally. on the Nation of Domination yep. to go off on his solo career, yep. oh, and the totally. rest is literally history. Oh, totally. Now he's the most yep. popular actor in Hollywood. Started yep. from the Nation of Domination, baby. Yep. Hats yep. off to them. And yep. remember those white rappers that they had? They were looking like Kid Rock. Well, they had their song, their theme song. It was like, we are the nation. nation. The domination. When that hit, yeah. that was awesome. And then yep. the beat drops. Then you had yep. like these white rappers come out and like some one of the lines was, We'll cross this your mother or something like okay. that. We are the nation. I'm a and in color. Don't diss the man over bump rush your mother. Listen what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was early, early nation of domination. They they were around early, all the time. Yep. Early, yep. It was good. So I like your, I love them. And that was in the attitude era, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right sure. in the beginning, it was, it was actually, actually right before it. And then right, right in the beginning, yeah. Right before it, yeah. Mike, your impression of their theme song was so spot on. It actually yep. made me laugh off, off Mike a little bit. Um, Dude, yeah. I loved it. I actually met Ron Simmons. I told oh, you this you? a couple times. Oh, yeah. Uh, bar, yeah, yeah. So he runs like his own promotion, like a small promotion, and he was at Serb Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my picture taken with him. Maybe I'll post that to Instagram um after after the show but um he also went to the drunk uncle my favorite bar and a big uh, supporter of keep the kayfabe 
Um, I got to talk to him, but I was, I get so excited at those shows, AKA I get so drunk. I just wish I didn't <laughs> because I just wanted to talk to Ron Simmons about some real good shit. All I could remember of talking to him about was just like, uh, that one time, like, yeah, remember that one time you did this? Yeah, that he's not gonna cool. know. I was just, I can't remember, even remember when what Bradshaw I said. I'm were so playing mad at cards myself. and protecting Trish Stratus, dude. That was cool, too. I like that. I, I, Ron Simmons, I would have asked man. him about his tag team with, with uh, the late Butch Reed as Doom. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> See. Well, hopefully after COVID, we can get him back in the bar and we all can go there and we can finally have a serious conversation. For yeah, sure. sober. But, uh, yeah. Steve, did we get, uh, I think I stole the Freebirds off no, of your plate. Well, I took, did because, you get to Because yet? you guys, you know, I had on my list, I had the Horsemen, the NWO, the Freebirds. So when you guys cover those, which I'm glad you did, I that's when I brought up my sleeper pick, the uh, Dangerous Alliance. That, but uh, gotcha. I mean, you got to mention some of the ongoing, like, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to have a lot of knowledge. I'm just learning right now, but how about the Bullet Club or the Ingobernables de Japan? and some of those teams going on right now that are still going strong yeah Yeah. it's pretty wild like i think the bullet club is probably the most notable faction to cross promotions more yeah they were they were hot when they first came out dude yeah they've kind of had ups and downs but i mean they just they haven't gone away i mean i mean they're 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 they can their presence can be felt on uh both impact and uh aew now I mean, they even tease it in WWE, you know, when, when Finn Balor was teaming up with the Good Brothers and it seemed like he was going to start AJ. like a new, the, the Balor Club and all that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I feel like the Bullet Club is pretty much a place that every wrestler now has been a part of. That's part of WWE or AEW. Uh, There's just what? so many people who have been in the Wait, Bullet Club. There's only been a few. There's only been a few. I mean, but you're, you're talking... Ooh, our first argument. You're just talking. I mean, when you think about it, you're only talking Finn and AJ, and and the and the Good Brothers, and, and Omega WWE. That was it. Yeah, nobody no. else was. And Omega and well, Omega's and Valor, AEW, and the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks. That's it. So it's only and, what, like, only ten people. Whoa. Over time, well, you, and here, no, you get it. And uh, uh, hang Adam, Adam, Adam Page was uh, into our um, Bullet Club in North America, but but reason, but what would happen is fence when Fens signed to go to WWE, they kicked his ass, kicked him out. Same with AJ, guys got kicked out, guys got kicked out, you know. They so it wasn't like it, it was, it, it's not just let everybody in, it's you know, it's a pretty. It's a pretty tight faction. I, it, yeah, it's, it's not, not it's like nowhere near. It's not like the NWO. It's nowhere oh God. near NWO. The NWO yeah. got absurd. Yeah. Wait, right. you mean you mean the Latino World Order or the Wolf? Yeah. Pack or... Wolf Pack and the Blue <laughs> World Order. NWO and... Hollywood. Yeah. Hey, shout NWO out to the Latino 2000. World Order. Hey, yeah. let's talk about the Latino World Order for a second here. Remember who was in that? Conan. Uh. Juventu Guerrero, Eddie had to have been in there, right? Eddie was in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Yeah. In hindsight, great group of guys for sure. They would have been I'm even go- better with El Google. Dandy. Let me see who was El- in the Latino World Order. I bet it was pretty good. 
while Mike's looking that up, Steve, who was the guy you just hey, mentioned? I just said, I I said they would have been even better with El Dandy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you want to see one of Bret Hart's greatest promos, when, I mean, he didn't have a memorable run when all was said and done in WCW, but one of his greatest promos was he was interviewed by Mean Gene, and, and Bret was the heel champion oh, yeah. at the time. And they um, they were asking him who he's going to challenge next. And, you know, he's ex- you're expecting that oh, he's going to take on Goldberg or some big name. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to tell you who my next challenger is going to be it's going to be l dandy who is like this cruiserweight Dude. like and, uh, and l dandy and, was and, in there yeah, oh he was okay and then uh <laughs> and then uh and then mean gene you know and his perfect mean gene outrage is like l dandy he was a cruiserweight and then uh and then um brett's like how dare you speak ill of uh l dandy he's a real jam up guy and he goes on this whole promo about l Dandy. it's just great you have i'm not doing it justice but it was just it, at the time it was hysterical Good pick. Oh, dude. L Dandy is uh he's still alive too. He retired in 2014. But but uh L Dandy was in um Latino <laughs> World <laughs> Order. Eddie Guerrero was the leader, Rey Mysterio, Juventu Guerrero, Psychosis, La Parca, that's good Silver too. King, Volano V. I don't know some of these other ones, Hector Garza. Cicolo, it was it was um, it was it, come on, it was Volano five. Volano, sorry. And uh, Damien, not to be confused with Damien Mysterio. Uh, but I know Conan was in there too, um, distinctly. I don't know why he wasn't listed on here. But, I mean, that's a pretty good – that's a pretty solid lineup right there. I like that. Damien Mysterio, not to be confused with the long-lost evil brother of Dominic Mysterio. Yes. My bad, yo. Yeah. <laughs> that, or Dean- that was my that was my botch of the night. You know I botch a name. Or 90s. I always – I do it on purpose just to, you know, keep you guys. It wouldn't you know, be it wouldn't attention. be keep the kayfabe without a name botch here and there. Or or not to be confused with the short-lived uh, heel in the '90s. I think he who who had named Damian Demento. You remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. He was yep, in yep. Raw. He actually, I think he had the distinction of being in the first Raw main event. He got beat up, beat by the Undertaker. Hmm. Nice, what good piece have? of info there right there. Yeah, I'm full of useless information. You'll be, you'll be, what about the, uh, you'd be glad to know that I was Googling some of these factions and like you, you named the, the, the dangerous alliance and you'll be, yeah. glad to, you'll be glad to know that, um, New Day and, um, the shield were rated higher than them. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, just yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind, dude. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. New Day and the shield, please. They, they, yeah, they, 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 they had them like in the top three. I'm like, boy, I'm sure WWE had nothing to do with that, or oh, some kid sure. who's 12. Oh, I know. Well, the person writing it was probably like 23 years old. And yeah, exactly. Like, Dude, the colors, and then, well, I mean, the shield they put their fist in and pancakes yeah. and dancing, black guys yeah. dancing. It's great. It's a great faction. Yeah, did you, right. Charlie? Charlie, you mi- we missed the potential Charlie's corner there because, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Xavier Wood and Kofi just won the Raw Tag Team titles oh, again did? tonight. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Well, I heard like rumors the th- that for the three hundredth time. They are well. That puts them as one of the greatest tag teams. Forget your Road Warriors. Forget your Demolition. Boys, your Hardy Boys. <laughs> oh, that just shows that you can't defend it, Gorilla. That doesn't make them very good. That, that That's shows my Jesse that the Ventura New Day are impression. one of the hottest things going, dude. 
in 30 years, yeah. everyone's going to be like, oh, man, these tag teams these days. Y'all ever watch this old promo from The New Day? Like, and they, were, they came out with cereal. <laughs> cereal, <laughs> that's meant. That is your meant. They threw the cakes bone. at the crowd. Have you ever heard of Bootios? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh so just to shift have you ever heard of menstrual shows (laughs) (laughs) so so I do have another I'm gonna throw out there real quick um, just to move a little more into the late 90s um I I know this one is gonna immediately draw heat (laughs) we had talked about this a little bit before the podcast um so because of all that I'm not gonna mention degeneration x just yet um I'm actually gonna throw out Another faction, uh, the corporate ministry of, <laughs> <laughs> which okay, I thought you so were going to say the oddities. Oh God, no, no, that, that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, no, we really wouldn't. No, they're like, what is there to say? Golda, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the corporate ministry. So for those of you who were more WCW fans, I'll just give you the 10 second rundown of what this was. So the undertaker in the late nineties, uh, started his own faction. The ministry of darkness had a lot of lower mid car guys start to follow him just kind of muscle to keep around. Meanwhile, Vince McMahon was feuding with the undertaker or so we thought. Uh, so he and Shane McMahon started uh, amassing their own faction, which they called the corporation because, well, it's Vince McMahon. What do you expect? Um, eventually, these two factions started to merge together. Um, and Vince, for whatever reason, was on the outs with them. Shane thought it was a good idea. So you end up with this faction of like 15 to 20 guys. And their entire role was to make Stone Cold Steve Austin's life miserable. Um, so this whole storyline thread with these factions led up to the six months payoff where through a double twist, not unlike what we saw in AW Dynamite this past week, we see Vince McMahon get unmasked and with the famous promo, it's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin, <laughs> uh, who does nothing but this just to make Stone Cold's life a living hell. And the best twist at the end is Stone Cold Steve Austin at the end of the night is named as the new CEO of WWE. So he still gets one over on Vince McMahon. Just a great storyline, faction worth mentioning. They will not be remembered by everyone, but definitely played a big part in most of the storyline in 1999 WWF Attitude Era. Good pick. Nice run down there, So Matt. let's talk about DX. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it has to come up. I mean, it has to come up because WWE uh, did a whole uh, documentary where they were listed as the greatest faction of all yeah. time. Yeah. They, so it has yeah, to be legit. Yeah. Yeah. I seen a bunch of them saying that DX are like. Maybe I, I mean, top, let's let maybe top let's let, let's let Matt set this up. We'll, yeah, we'll so, give him his due. So uh, yeah, I'll put I'll set it up. You guys can tear it down. So. And I've mentioned this on past episodes. I'm a huge WWE guy, even to this day. I mean, mean, it's not a a guy. It's called a Mark. Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Am I a Mark? Yes. Absolutely. Am I going to keep following it? Always. Oh, yeah. So in the late 90s, D-Generation X was the faction, if you were a WWF fan. Um, I remember watching it. It's just they had the coolest entrance, the coolest colors, like really edgy. Entrance is cool. They it was just an interesting group of guys where they were and all girl. relatable. Yes, including China. 
Um, they were all relatable in some way or another. You had X-Pac who was light on his feet, martial arts kicks, sort of reminds you of your one friend from elementary school who was always getting in trouble. You had Triple H who just, even to this day, I hate, but like at the time you couldn't help but like him. You had the New Age Outlaws who were one of the most over tag teams of that era. Um, and then you had China who was just very unique, especially for the women's division. So five people all together. They hey, had cool. You forgot my favorite wrestler of all time. Who's that? You for uh HBK, bro? Oh my god. Yes. Oh, yeah, heartbreak. Sorry, I'm thinking of DX 2.0, where it was a faction of like five guys. But and the original too. It was cool. The original DX with Rick Rude. Hunter, yes, and Sean yeah, right. was cool. That was very cool. Rick Rude, yeah, that was very cool. I forget about that to this day. Yep. Yeah, I started watching right after I think that part dissolved when yeah. Triple H one night came out. I think HBK was sidelined with an injury, okay. and Triple H came out basically said we're going to keep carrying on, and then introduced X Pac or the One Two Three Kid, depending on yep. how you remember him. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I've, I, my take on it is if you watch WWF in the late nineties, in your mind, DX was the best faction of all time. They were the NWO of WWF. Were they different? Oh yeah. Like in every way conceivable, but it was sort of the equivalent on the other side of the aisle. They yeah, were, they were drawn, but I wouldn't put them as one of the greatest. They were good. They were entertaining at times. A little, a little too, I mean, they were catering to a young Matt with some of the childish, you know, right. suck it and the wiener oh. gags and all that stuff. Totally. Well, yeah. and that's when like drawing was like, th- they were the draw. Like this, mm-hmm. they were the show. They, when you turn on raw, you were turning on for them too. I mean, that's yeah. what put them up against NWO. And remember when they tried to storm they, take over they, nitro yeah. with the tank Which, and that was freaking awesome. Well, and it was one of Eric Bischoff's biggest regrets because he's he like, let him in. he said, if I could yeah. go back in time, I would have let him in because how would that yeah, not right. be good television? Yeah, <laughs> you're right, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, I he totally, he totally should have done that because yeah, would they have backed down great, or what? Dude. Yeah, that would have been great. Big time. But I, I mean, I remember my friend who did have cable, he taped it. I mean, we watched that raw over and over and over. <laughs> I mean, when, when X-Pac was on the tank with like the cannon of the tank between his legs, legs. I mean, when you're in sixth, seventh grade, you think that's the funniest shit ever. And then they have like the, the heat sinking missile and it's black and white. And when they let the missile go, it's like, suck it. And like, again, we brought up Al Snow last week. It was every, what does everybody want? Head and yeah. suck it. I mean, when you're a little kid, you are just, I mean, they I hit think, us and they hit us hard. I think the two we've best hit acts on, of Monday Night Raw right there. I think we've hit upon maybe the problem, like the disagreement here is because it's the age, probably, the, age. the gap. Absolutely. Because I found them, I mean, when they really hit their stride is when WCW was starting to fade. And then I, I'll admit, I kind of dropped off of wrestling for years. And I always found that era to be kind of, and, and I am by no means a prude but i just found wrestling to get really crass like in a yeah kind of lame way so i and and i i didn't get it i didn't like it and i think the other part that clouds my judgment on dx is when they came when it was just sean and hunter years later because 
it just like was sad to me. It's like they 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 come forty year old guys, these two dudes in their forties doing like yeah. the high schools, like or the like the college prank stuff. Yeah, it, it kind of looked pathetic. That wasn't DX in its heyday, so it's not fair to me to judge them from that. But I keep thinking of that and like how like kind of lame they were when they got older. <laughs> well, when they were new, I I will say this again. I think they were pioneers in a lot of ways. Like we were talking about the new day before, you know, like when they're on the mic backstage, getting the crowd hyped up and having like this respond or like having this synchronized chant between crowd and wrestler when they're not actually out there yet. I mean, DX did that. They had like their own song, just like NWO had. They changed, like, if you're watching it on TV, they had like these graphics of like counterculture break it down you know they had like yeah, their own it, it was stuff, an attitude yeah. i mean mm-hmm. they literally were the attitude era it or like it was a lifestyle if you want to talk about it i mean i if monster energy drinks existed back then and um you know it, like it would just be like this whole thing hot topic it just went so it was just so sellable and when there wasn't any cell phones for you to be distracted you bought in it wasn't up to you. I mean, everybody was watching at the time. And if you liked wrestling, they were what to watch. And if you weren't watching WCW, you're watching WWF and they were the show, like I said. So I think that's just how influential they were just at, on, on like a consumerism level too mm-hmm. and why they were so big. But also they had one thing that the NWO didn't have. They had the ninth wonder of the world, China. And she was fucking crazy. For the time, I mean, she was Jack. Weren't her and Hunter actually married? Were they not married? married? No, they, they were. They were. They were dating until for for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before he was with Stephanie, I thought for some reason they were married, but um, mm. you know, even no, that was kind of like that was she married X Pac? I think. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> well, I know they made a sex tape. Yep, they made a they made a yeah sex tape. That's after Hunter did One Night in China X-Pac took her. They made a porn <laughs> one night in China. <laughs> after he, another thing after, to look up yeah was i was gonna say I'm, I'm updating my notes as we speak yeah <laughs> after 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 uh triple h dumped her to try to move up uh up the mcmahon family tree which worked out for him since he's a vp <laughs> he got rid of her moved on big time wow yeah well that's i mean that's how you take over the company is uh marry the daughter Yep. I will say this. I will say this. I mean, job security. I didn't like DX. We've established that. I did. I couldn't stand Triple H probably until uh, the NXT came, like where I realized he was running NXT. And like ever since then, I've kind of had some, you know, measure respect for him. Plus, I think if he was running WWE, it'd be infinitely better than Vince. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I kind of have a respect for Triple H now. But yeah, I did not have it back then. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Well, boys, we covered a lot of ground tonight. A lot of generations, a lot of great factions and stables. Uh, what about the three-man band? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, two future world champions, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Yep. That worked out for Three, two job oh. worked out for three job guys, and two of them uh, decided to go the juice route, which really helped them. Yeah, which really okay. their so, careers. What about uh, what about the 
inter- what was the the League of Nations? Oh my oh, God, God, that was so bad. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Alberto Del Rio, uh, Wade Barrett, and, and uh, Seamus, Ru- right? Rusev, Rusev was in it too, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. yeah. And wasn't Jinder Mahal in it too, or no? I don't think he was yeah. part of that group, but no, yeah. yeah. Oh. I will. Yeah. I will go to my. I will go to my grave being a Jinder Mahal fan because he kept beating Randy Orton. <laughs> All right. What What was like the? What is one faction that is like? I mean, we 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 talked about some great ones. What ones were like the worst? Can you think of? Well, you mentioned the Oddities. Right? The Oddities <laughs> was one of them. The uh, League of Nations was one about, of them. How uh, about Nexus? Yeah, Remember Nexus. Garbage. They just brought in a bunch of NXT guys so John Cena could beat them all. Yeah, right. This one's controversial. Evolution, I thought was garbage. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, me too. I don't think there's any controversy about that. I think <laughs> okay. WWE mostly tries to rewrite history with that because, yeah. quite frankly, I was still watching when they became a faction, and I could not have cared less yeah. about them. And just and they've the made a lot of top stars. They were just did not make sense to me. They made a lot of top tens on a lot of lists that I saw. I just did a quick Google WWE crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was awful. I mean, when you have like a sixty-year-old Ric Flair well, that's, in there, that's and... why I think they make lists because it's like a like nothing but Hall of Famers. So I think people have like rose-colored like it's like Randy Orton. I can't stand him, but obviously he's accomplished. Triple H, all-time great. Uh, Ric Flair, all-time great. Batista, you know, legend in his own right. So I think that's where people get clouded. But they weren't that good of a faction. No, no. no. Well, and they have uh, a thing on the WWE Network, soon to be Peacock, um, the evolution of evolution is how they called it or something. Oh, yeah, I tell you, I tell you, a faction that's pretty good. You know that, um, and if they weren't together, man, the show would be uh, over. Uh, Undisputed Era. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for uh, those guys, dude, yeah. that, that NXT would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. You're totally you right, know. Charlie. Yeah, I'm glad you brought them up. Because, yeah, if NXT didn't have Undisputed Era to have, like, a good... Because there you don't see a lot of stables in NXT other than nope. them. Yeah. So... There's Imperium or whatever, but but I think yeah, those, those all four of those guys helped save the show. Because you, you take China. them, even though they're broke up, you take them out, mm-hmm. who's your stars, mm-hmm. you know? You, you, yeah. you really want to go see Ki- uh, Killer Cross? No. You know? Just Scarlet. No. Just Scarlet. Yeah. How about the Spirit well, Squad? There's another bad one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Undisputed Era, they have that thing, that connection with the crowd, though, too, with the boom oh, yeah. and Adam Cole. Boom! It's just little, oh, yeah. little oh, yeah. stuff over, like that. Dude. That's over. It is over. And, and a shirt is is kind of like they have the logo, kind of like the Bullet Club. If you oh, saw yeah. it out and about. And you yep. didn't know what wrestling was, you wouldn't know. But when you see an undisputed era shirt out in I got the wild one. on like a on a Tuesday afternoon, yeah, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Me and you are bros. Oh, so yeah, speaking of which, I um, you know, I in part from going to NXT shows and in part from that uh slam crate I got where I got shirts every time. Like I used to remember like a couple years ago, we went to New York and like I brought like I brought a bunch of wrestling shirts to wear and like I wore an undisputed era one when we went down like downtown New York. I got so many freaking people calling yelling out to me. This was like four, three, four years ago. But yeah, nice. I mean they were the shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Totally. I like five or six. There was this woman on a motorcycle that started like like 
giving me the thumbs up and stuff because of my undisputed. <laughs> she showed hair. her tits. Yeah, <laughs> practically. It's crazy because I, I, I remember a few years back, similar to the experience you had, Steve, seeing someone wearing an undisputed era t-shirt and I did not know them like, and the Milwaukee pro wrestling community is pretty small. So this was kind of random, but I think we're, I was out and about with Becky somewhere and I see this guy wearing an undisputed era t-shirt and I just gave him the thumb point to the head and was like, boom. And he knew immediately and just <laughs> so great. <laughs> That's awesome. I really love when wrestling awesome. brings people together. It's totally. like, oh, yeah. we were years ago, we were at trivia at uh, I forget which bar, and uh, this little old guy, I was wearing my NWO hoodie, and this little oh, old yeah. guy comes up to me and just talks my ear off about like the NWO. It's so great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, a guy I see at, um, which I can't remember, is it at? I think it's at Home Depot over here by me whenever I wear that NWA shirt. Or, NWO shirts like oh man that's when wrestling was good yeah blah 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 you know like yeah, yeah it was man I wore I wore my um Andre the Giant uh facing off against Hulk Hogan t-shirt icon nice. versus icon yes uh t-shirt in Nashville on uh Broad Street and holy shit did people freak out oh I bet down in Nashville people were like buying wrestling. me beers that's a wrestling town brother yeah, they were like buying me it beers. Is. I'm like, yeah, yep. I'm from Milwaukee. I love it down here. This is great. They're like, fuck yeah, brother. They're like, hell yeah, you Yankee. <laughs> you know what's funny? The shirt I got in the slam crate, I got a Roman Empire, Roman Reigns shirt. Oh my God. That I, that for kicks I've worn once in a while. Nobody's yelled and shouted at me for that one. Probably, probably thinking they want to beat the hell out of you. <laughs> the Roman Empire. Oh my God. You just get speared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoo-ha. Yeah. I might, I might see you on that. Yeah. I mean, that's really yeah, exactly. right? Oh, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want you cock. I might not if you're cocking the gun. Like, yeah, he's doing the fist. I might not, over. dude. I might not take that because that's going <laughs> to bring that, uh, that Superman. Don't wear it to Key West. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anywho. Well, that was good shit, boys. Uh, we found a, a lot of good deep cuts tonight, too, in our conversation of going over the greatest factions and stables. I always enjoy these um, uh, greatest of shows. Really fun to get into um, stuff you just haven't thought about for years other than having these conversations. And we totally appreciate everybody who listens and subscribes to Keep the Kayfabe. Please follow us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and Google. Uh, podcast we're all great podcasts are listened to follow us and remember to follow us on instagram also remember boys uh keep the kayfabe stay hungry stay hard stay humble stay safe <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> i said baby it's tough i'm 50 uh.